The Old Dead Nuisance by M.T. Anderson, performed by Bronson Pinchot. The psychics are having a huge argument, said Paul's dad. Sit and read behind the sofa. There's mouse stuff behind the sofa, Paul complained. What do you mean by mouse stuff? Tiny little lamps and suitcases? Pooh and weird hair. Just hide somewhere. Stay out of the shot. Paul's dad was the cameraman for a show called True Spook. They were filming at a house that was supposed to be haunted. Paul had to keep out of the way in case one of the psychics swept past, calling out the names of the dead or saying she felt cold spots near the credenza. All right, muttered Paul, taking his book of world records and crouching behind a side table. Is this hidden enough? Roger that, said his father, giving a thumbs up. We're probably not coming into this room. No one's heard or seen anything in here. I'll give a shout when the coast is clear. He hoisted his camera onto his shoulder and went to film the psychic's argument. Paul looked around the room. Everything was old and ugly. The sofa was smelly in sixties. There were several TV trays with scenes of moose and ducks in the wild standing in grasses. He picked up an ugly three-legged ceramic plant holder filled with plastic flowers and put it on the table to hide him better, in case one of the psychics came in and had to be filmed hooting about ghostly presences. Paul didn't want to be in their way. Each week, the true spook team went to a different, haunted place. A house, a cemetery, a dark, rusty factory, or even an old railroad bridge. They investigated the haunting. They filmed interviews of people who described what they'd seen. Paul didn't believe a word of it. He thought it was suspicious that so many of the haunted places were inns that needed some publicity and restaurants where the rug smelled weird, but it didn't matter how ridiculous the story was. Once the true spook team shot their footage, and an editor cut up the interviews and pasted them back together again, and once a composer created creepy, groaning music to go along with the footage of fallen walls and spiders spinning in the eaves, it seemed like the story was absolutely true and the streets of America were packed with the dead like a bunch of grim joggers. Paul had just read about the record for the world's largest pie when one of the psychics stormed into the room. Her name was Louise. She stood for a moment, shook her arms, closed her eyes, and exhaled. Her head was back. She waited for a minute. She looked irked. Then she yelled into the hall, We might as well leave. I can't feel anything in here. She's blocking my psionic extensions. I'm not blocking anything, said Phyllis, the other psychic. Maybe you don't have enough powers. I have plenty of powers. Maybe you don't have enough powers. I said I got plenty of powers. Hey, hey, said the director, coming up behind Phyllis. We're going to take a break. Louise, you go in there and try to settle down. Phyllis, you go in the dining room and try to, you know, open up a channel or something to the afterlife. We're going across the street to the graveyard. Paul's dad poked his head into the room. Paul, he said, you want to come out to the graveyard? Paul nodded and unfolded himself from behind the side table. Louise startled a little, then smiled at him. Look at you, hiding in here, she chuckled. You could have given me a fright. The other psychic yelled, Not if you were psychic. Louise bawled out, Are you saying I'm not psychic? 
I'm saying picking up on an actual living kid doesn't take a large amount of powers. He was behind the side table, under fake plants. Paul left the house as quickly as possible. Out in the graveyard, they were filming the host, the main ghost detective. His name was Dennis. He wore a long black coat and a black suit, and he liked to look searchingly into the distance. He was a very dramatic person. He stood by a large funeral monument, an obelisk, and tried to arrange his hair to look mysterious. It was a cold day out, and dirty snow lay on the ground. It was already trampled along the paths through the graveyard. Tell me when you're ready, said the director. Dennis squinted. He didn't say anything. He just nodded. Action, said the director. Paul's father zoomed in on Dennis, who drew a breath and said,